It's the one, the only. We're the Bearded Marketers. I'm Rob. And I'm Corey. Latest and greatest in internet marketing every week. This week, it's a holiday week. We oh, know. yeah. I'm hearing jingle bells. We're going to make this Ryan one Carey. quick and sweet. Sweet and quick? I don't know. Is, is that a phrase? I didn't make that up. <laughs> you heard it here first. Hashtag <laughs> Rob Sangs. I'm doing a Moscow mule to get in the mood to bring you the latest. What are you doing? I went a little crazy. Oh, and actually, your prompting. I made my own allspice liqueur. Uh-oh. Mixing that with some bourbon, allspice we're, liqueur. We're getting deep now. And a little bit of ginger beer. Oh, it is delicious. What would you call that? Christmas is this a in a thing? glass. Okay, you just, okay. <laughs> uh, I don't know what it's called. It's maybe Christmas by Christmas Corey. Presbyterian Sands Lime. <laughs> Let me write that down. I need a piece of paper for that one. All right, let's get right down into it. Like I said, this one's going to be quick and sweet. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Still valuable. This is for all those out there who we're trying to kill time at work because it's maybe Monday or Tuesday or whatever, or you're stuck at home with the family and you just got to have something else to do. I got to get something else (laughs) in my brain. All right. So give us the rundown. What are we doing? All right. So for today, internet marketing 2015, what will that look like? We're going to do, you can hear the crackling logs in the background, a fireside chat, if you will, between us. What do we think is going to be happening in 2015? Some comments that people have voiced about what they think and how they're oh so wrong or maybe so, so right going to go into some local SEO and why that is becoming even more important and some different avenues you need to be checking in on. And it would not be an episode if we didn't check in with our favorite search engine, Google. What are some crazy things that they're doing? And this week, oh, it's a zesty one. So stick around for the end because it is interesting. So kick us off. This is going to be Robster Domus's <laughs> corner of predicting <laughs> 2015. <laughs> Going over what are some of the opinions out there? What are some of our own? So enlighten us. Yeah. Rod Sardamus. Maybe I should have waited for the last episode of the year because we're going to do one another one before the end of the year. We'll have some more time to percolate some ideas. Yeah, exactly. Again, we don't take time off. Right. Bearded Marketers, full-time gig. Well, I want Rob Sardamus to trend on Twitter, so it's good. (laughs) I want to give it another week. Spelling quiz. How do you spell that? (laughs) (laughs) Got to keep some dignity in this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So internet marketing in 2015. I pulled this from an article from marketingland.com. It's got a bunch of comments from random people, some important, some not. And what they think are going to be some of the interesting trends for 2015. I think you covered paid search coming up in 2015 recently. It was hilarious. So yeah, let's break it out a little bit farther and see, you know, what are the trends going to look like? What's going to be hot? What's going to be not? And just where is the industry going? So a couple of the comments I wanted to pull out. Specifically, I wanted to mention one from Jeff Roars over at Salesforce. And I'll just read the quote really quickly here. 2015 is the year to encourage your teams to reach across the aisle and collaborate more than ever with their colleagues in sales, marketing, and service. After all, when your customers look at you, they don't see silos. They see one brand committed to serve them. May the new year enable all of us to deliver better on that vision. I think this is something we've covered in like at least three or four right. past podcasts. Well, you are Robster so you first saw this in the future. (laughs) We usually speak of it in terms of testing teams, particularly, Mm -hmm. I mean, because that's what we work in. Uh, But I think that this is going to have to apply to everyone in 2015. We have to get better at removing those barriers between the departments. You know, we always talk about customer service, marketing, design, customer experience. All of these guys have to work together. If you're going to be able to compete in today's internet marketing world. Well, I think also 
it makes sense from a talent development standpoint within your own teams. Hopefully you as a company are hiring or trying to hire smart people. Sometimes what I run into, at least in working with companies, is bringing people in and teaching them about what we're doing and having those conversations sometimes mean that those people can now contribute to my success or our team's success because they're smart, they know what they're doing, they might be interacting with customers completely different than we are and have some great ideas. And now that they're brought into the conversations, maybe it's the road mapping or the base level discussions that are happening about what we're doing, now we're increasing that brain trust. We have these smart people that we've hired, might not do testing or they might not do email marketing. They're still smart people. And so bringing them into those conversations, I think sometimes can lead to better ideas in the future than maybe you didn't expect. Because again, I think that's what a lot of people miss out on is not only is that a risk management factor where where certain teams aren't making changes that are grossly affecting or penalizing other teams, but it also can lead to more better, that's right, Mobetta ideas Mobetta. that you can all execute and have better conversations. I will say the caveat to that is you have to be careful of too many cooks in the kitchen. That's something that you're going to have to manage on your own, but increasing that brain trust, oh, oh, so important. A few other things I want to run through really quickly, and then there's two more larger topics I want to cover for 2015. I think the focus is going to, well, it's not just what I think. I mean, it is what I think, but it's also from this Marketing Land article. Focus is going to continue on mobile. That shit's only going to get bigger and bigger and more and more important, a larger percentage of sales as time goes on. New forms of social advertising, we've seen crazy changes held just in the last six months across some of the major platforms. That's only going to get more in your face. I mean, with things like Instagram, getting better at ads. Yeah, just getting better at ads, Twitter getting better at ads. Everybody's going to be getting better at ads, new forms that perform better than past ones. Because part of the name of the game with the social advertising is to introduce new forms that people aren't aware that they're actually ads. So they'll actually click on them and interact with them. New forms of ad targeting, remarketing had this huge resurgence. I think because it became... Right, exactly. (laughs) Always, as always here on the Beard of Marketers. Because it just became much more accessible here in 2014. So I think that's just going to blow up even more in 2015. Some of the targeting options were a bit limited, but I think those are just going to get better and better again, just like social advertising. I think one of the things that that might end up pushing is again a resurgence of people concentrating on optimization of their own websites Mm -hmm. because all these players now it's so easy to remarket it's become a very crowded marketplace to get those visitors to convert and with all of your competitors vying for their attention and things like that it becomes supremely important that when you get those people on your websites you actually convert them and so now that we've flooded the marketplace because remarketing has become so accessible that puts the onus back on us, okay, we're touching them almost as much as we can without being obscenely annoying. Now need to make sure that our website or our communication practices are now so on the ball that when they come here, they feel confident enough to purchase so we don't have to keep this remarketing battle with all of our other competitors. Well, similarly, I mean, like a lot of forms of advertising or new and improved things in internet marketing, remarketing blew up and was so successful because there weren't that many people doing it. And as more and more people do it, you're going to have to get better and better at it and actually pay attention and invest some real time to make those campaigns work. I think big data is going to continue this trend of everybody tracking everything and actually being able to pull significant numbers and information out of that stuff. Tools that are going to help you do that are just going to get better and better Mm -hmm. and become more accessible 
because right now still that's pretty inaccessible to a lot of smaller companies. Especially with how many things we can do now. Yeah. You know, we got Twitter remarketing, we got Google remarketing, we got all these different types of things that we're doing. How do we bring all that together to get some sort of sense of this crazy internet world? So what's actually going on between all of these systems? So breaking off of big data, I think viable forms of personalization are going to be a new thing for 2015. That's the latest rage. Mm -hmm. Everybody's talking about personalization, personalization, but very few people actually talking about Okay, give me some realistic mm-hmm. uses. Give me right. some use cases that make sense for a lot of different companies. A lot of people will pull out the tried and true methods that everybody's aware of. I mean, that's obvious, but I think some people are going to get better at this outside of just the normal e-commerce type stores. How can we figure out ways to make personalization really work for us mm-hmm. and not be creepy and be manageable too? Right. I think that's the key is yeah. the manageable portion. I mean, a lot of people are excited about personalization. They're wowed by these product demos, but they don't sit back and think, wait, so how would I actually maintain that over mm-hmm. the long term? Or great, we have this one-to-one marketing. Now I'm going to have to hire 1,000 people to curate all these experiences right. and not just create them. But if we all work in dynamic businesses, so if things change, do we have broken experiences out there hanging that we are not even aware of because we have this uber personalization that's just difficult to manage and curate? So, so the final thing I want to talk about, my internet predictions for 2015. And again, this is branching off of big data. I think that hopefully, and this is pulled from the comment section at Marketing Land, hopefully we get much better at attribution industry-wide. I mean, it's something that no one really talks about. Even when we're talking about test data, we're, we're measuring things very specifically and trying to make business decisions. We're not looking at, I mean, where's this traffic coming from? I mean, how can we attribute that social media campaign that we did? What does that breakdown look like? I mean, are we just looking at last visits? Are we looking at first ones? Do we need to be developing custom attribution models? Do we need to be comparing them in and of themselves as we look at campaigns and try to figure out are there differences between, okay, when we look at email marketing, we have to use this model. Mm -hmm. When we look at our paid search, we got to use this model. And how do we get good at that? And how do we automate some of that? I mean, Google Analytics can make it pretty straightforward. If you don't have it set up properly, though, it can be a bit of a nightmare. A lot of the other stats programs, it can be pretty difficult. The data is there. It's just not quite easy yet. So I think industry-wide, better knowledge and more ease of use Mm -hmm. to actually get at some of that data and make use of it. So those are my predictions for I think attribution is a good one to close on it. That's difficult. I think that's why we haven't really seen that much attention to it because, one, it's not as sexy, but it's a difficult thing to tackle. There are quite a few pros and cons to different approaches. I think it takes a lot of foresight, but it's not something also that you just set and forget. It's something that takes a lot of review, checking in. Is this really working out for us? Sometimes there's more than one right answer, which Mm -hmm. is an interesting spot to be in, especially in our industry. We're pretty akin to stats driving things. Was this successful or not? And attribution sort of raises this cloud of maybe there's a couple options out there and you're going to have to pick one and see what works better for your business. Well, and I think what just cloudies it even more is not that the fact that different channels may need different attribution models, but even just different campaigns. I mean, maybe Mm -hmm. my brand campaign in paid search uses one model and my more specific buyer minded campaign uses a different one. So how the hell do we potentially try to manage any of that stuff? Hopefully the tools will give us the ability to maybe set those things on campaign levels Mm -hmm. and source levels and automate some of that stuff inside GA for us or whatever stats program you're using. Well, I think that was a good recap. I mean, and going into some different things, there's a lot of prediction articles. So we'll be going over the many that are coming out in the next couple of days. We'll maybe pick this up in our next podcast before we usher out 2014. We're going to have to pop champagne on that one, right? Oh, yeah. Well, we not only for that one, but we got our 100th episode oh, coming damn. up. What? 
what? That one's going to be insane. Which we pop champagne on the 50th, so we're going to have to come up with something even better for the 100th. <laughs> anyway, so let's go ahead and move along. One of the things I wanted to touch on, because sometimes we focus in this podcast on some pretty enterprise-specific or some larger business-style tactics or takeaways. So let's get back to local. One of the things that has come out, there's been a recent local SEO update with Google their pigeon update, if you're not aware, lots of animal names. What's shooken out from the data so far is for quite a few niches out there, there's been a resurgence of weight Google is giving to some of these directory sites like Yelp, how much they're weighting your Google Places page and what you're doing with them. There's a really great article in Search Engine that goes through some of that data and the changes that they're seeing as this algorithm's getting rolled out. Now, it's pretty standard for a lot of people when they start a business or they're getting kind of serious about it. Let's start a Google Places page. Let's get on Yelp. But what I want to talk to you about for 2015 is this is time where maybe things are slowing down. You're getting your budgets in order. You know, you're eating some of that holiday bark, drinking your allspice liquor drinks. Carve out some time and assess where you're at with some of these local directories. Are they as good as they should be? Now that these Yelp listings, these Google places are ranking so highly for probably some terms that are driving some traffic for people out there, you need to have the same mindset that you do on landing pages in your websites. Is it a compelling story? Do you have great photos? Do you have reviews? Are you selling yourself well? Now that this is going to become the new reality for you and you're competing against people in these results, is that your best face forward or is that something that's an afterthought oh that's what we pay the 16 year old that's in you know high school to maintain for us because she knows all the things about the web now that local is becoming more and more a part of search and Google has said that that's here to stay and they're driving so much of our traffic, this is a time where you need to look at not just your places page, but what does Yelp look like? What does Manta look like? All these different directories out there and take a look at your competitors as well. What does theirs look like? What is their strategies? How can we differentiate ourselves? Because people are looking at it and now those type of results are becoming more and more prevalent at the top of the results. So take some time. Yeah. Assess yourself. We're going to tweet out the link to this article. It actually gives you a checklist on what you need to walk through. But and look at that. If you get some local traffic, these are some great things that you need to be thinking about in the new year. Well, I think you had a good point there, too, with the fact that we kind of are here at the end of the year. And it's time to look at some of those things like local SEO mm-hmm. and directories and things like that, that maybe, you know, we know are important, but we don't have time for that shit. Trying to keep up with what the hell else is going on in the industry. So look at that type of stuff right now. I mean, we have, you know, a few weeks here. If you're listening right now, I'm I'm sure you're not doing anything else at work. <laughs> Catch up with some of those. I know we should probably be doing this ideas that maybe aren't top of your mind all of the time, but certainly are something you should be doing. You know, take this time. Don't don't take a vacation. You can't in right. internet marketing. Yeah. There is no such thing. Take You've advantage your of this time away. off. Yeah. And, and knock some of those things off your list. What is going on? And go, you said this was a juicy one, so oh, I'm excited right is now. Is this ever? So let's, we're switching gears. We were just talking about Google. The crazy thing about Google, that so. I wanted to talk about this week, they're rolling out this aspect called estimated total conversions. That doesn't really sound that crazy. I think I've actually read something about that. Well, what they're doing, which will blow your mind, is something that a lot of businesses have to grapple with is we're spending money online to draw attention, maybe brand awareness like you were talking about earlier, or getting people attention to what we do as a company. But that conversion ultimately can occur somewhere offline. And so what uh, Google is rolling out is the ability to, and this is important, with some privacy look at for the people that have accessed your ads, looking at their own attribution models and client tagging, 
they will detect if people opt in when they get proximity to your store through GPS, through Google Now and different objects that they have access to, that they got close to your store and wrapping that into actual AdWords reporting. So they're tapping into NSA databases because they know where we always are. Right. I'm going to actually read some of this article because I think it's going to crystallize some of this. Yeah, so you said Google Now. I mean, what? I'm on an iPhone. How do they know? So not only Google Now, but it's going to... Google determines a store visit based on user proximity to an advertiser's location on Google Maps from users that have location history activated on their Apple or Android smartphones. What the hell is location history? Just keep uh, track of everything you, I do. It does. Actually, a setting, at least in Android, that also warehouses past searches. So if you have searches for, let's say, a yeah. dog groomer or whatever, yeah, that might make sense. that's part of location history. So uh, it yeah. can rapidly pull up those results. I mean, it, I guess it doesn't surprise me. Maybe I just don't know much about the level of tech that our phones are at right now. Because I remember the other day I was driving by a Home Depot and my iPhone lock screen had a little Home Depot icon in the bottom corner. I was oh, like, what? <laughs> Mind blown. <laughs> yeah, so I'm sure it's something to do with that, sure. I, I would guess. Some more details on there. You need to register your business locations with Google, which you probably already do anyways with your Google Places page. Reporting, though, you need to keep in mind will be on the campaign level. So if you want to get more granular, you might need to break out your campaigns based on region, which you might already do anyways, or just at a more in-depth level based on the reporting needs that you have. The reporting is based on the last 30 days from an ad click. So, you know, keep those time windows in mind and they maybe will allow some customization there. We'll see. Also, I will say that at least for now, because they're using data sampling to get some of this information, you need to have quite a few locations and get some traffic for this to probably be a benefit, but it is interesting to see what the future holds for this type of reporting and options within AdWords. I mean, it's definitely exciting to be Mm -hmm. in. I am supremely interested in how they're going to skirt the privacy conversation that might arise from this because I could see people having some serious qualms. But, you know, we'll see. This is one of those things that was mentioned in that Marketing Land article for 2015. How do we do this tie of physical location stores to my internet history? And, I mean, it ties in with mobile. All this shit is just going to be Well, I know that they're doing already some of that through private ventures, not necessarily through mm-hmm. Google. Yeah. There's beaconing and other things that you can do to right. get some of this data. But now it's going to be a little bit more accessible. That was an amazing episode. So, it actually wasn't that short. I know. But, but we just know. give people chock full of great information. We need to get some liquor in us. We start talking about <laughs> marketing. We can just go on and on. Thanks for your time this week. We'd ask a couple of things. One, if you enjoyed yourself, please leave us a review on whatever channel you found us on iTunes, Stitcher. It's greatly appreciated. One, it helps show grow, but also gives us a health check on what we might need to change and some ideas for the show. If you have an idea for the show, maybe you think every week, mm, those beer guys are pretty smart. They didn't think about this. Let us know. Or potentially you're struggling with something. We have a lot of experience in the industry, and if we can't help you out personally, we can certainly put you in contact with someone that can. A couple ways you can reach us. You can call us at the Crises Hotline, 904-270-9603, or you can text us there. Beardmarkers.com slash contact. You can drop us a line there or reach out to us on Twitter, which we will tweet out all the links that we talked about in the show today. Thank you again so much. Have a great holiday. Absolutely. And we'll see you next week. Yeah.